How do your nostrils work? Is the question that I will answer by the end of this show. Samuel Jackson but before I get into that you know what we have to do we have to start the show with some positive vibes in the form of positive affirmations and I do that every week in the form of a quote if you're new here welcome to the show um thank you for joining us for more random facts and interesting events in time in history and or just recent history or now you know just the more you know the more you grow and that's all you need to know about the show really (laughs) so without further ado this week's quote is by mel robbins and if you are familiar with the show like a returning listener you would know that i have used the mel robbins quote before not that that matters because all quotes if motivational uh, and inspirational should be shared so uh this quote goes a fur- like <laughs> i was about to say without further ado um again but what i mean to say is this quote goes like this The more you practice self-acceptance, the more you realise the only person whose acceptance you ever needed is your own. And I find this quote very motivational and interesting, more maybe inspiring than anything, in the sense of it makes you think that we live this life especially in this maybe social media time or more than anything where everything we kind of share and post if it's especially if it's photos of yourself what the end game of what you truly want from the post if you really think about it if because I mean, if you're just sharing for sharing's sake, then then you're not really thinking about this too much. But if you're sharing and you feel maybe, I don't know, offended or upset if you don't get any likes on the photo or you don't get as many likes on this photo compared to another like, um, photo, then maybe this applies to you more in the sense of you're posting it for, like, the gratification that it gives you from getting the likes and the appreciation from other people which is on the base level there's nothing essentially wrong with that where the problem I guess comes or in my opinion would be maybe the level of acceptance you have for yourself and your self-esteem because of how other people may view you so say for example 
you posted a picture yesterday of yourself and it got five likes or I'm just thinking I don't know I don't know how many likes this is an, a hypothetical situation so let's say 50,000 likes and then the next day you post a picture of yourself and it only gets uh, 10,000 likes like it doesn't mean that that picture was any less appealing or you're no longer I feel like this is a really touchy touchy subject but at the same time it's something that should be addressed like you you hold the keys to your own destiny in the sense of what you put out there into the world is what you bring back to yourself so subconsciously whatever you may however you may feel or however angry you might be about something what the things that you see or the things that the type of people that you may attract to your life may be on those same crazy levels but it's because of your mindset of what or what you're thinking about or what you're putting out there into the universe because what you put out there comes back to you you can't expect to put out one thing and expect another thing to come back to you that it, it doesn't work like that if you have to put out what you want to receive otherwise you can't really hope to receive it or hope for it to uh, materialize in your life but who am i to say anything you know uh, i'm just a random guy speaking through a microphone uh, i only have i don't know 29 years of experience in, in life like i i don't know much but from my limited experience that's my exp uh my opinion <laughs> experience my from my limited experience from my lyric limited um I, I'm, I'm not gonna cut this out because i'm gonna get there in the end from my limited experience that is my opinion <laughs> um so if I had to sum up everything, I think the sum up of the whole quote of what you really need to take away from it is that don't always look to other, look to other people to accept you for who you are. If you accept yourself, that should be enough. I know in reality, living life, that it's not always enough for you to accept yourself you do need um or as humans we uh want validation not that not want but we need not maybe need but it helps to have validation on things just so that we don't feel so alone i know that personally you know you might go through something and it may feel like the whole world is against you and no one understands but i guarantee in a world of i don't know what i think it's 7.6 billion people who live in the world like there has to be someone else out there that's gone through the same struggles that you've gone through and that can relate to what you're going through so you're never as alone as you think you are
Um, but yeah, trust yourself more. That's what I guess you should take away from this. But at the end of the day, my opinion means nothing. So take it or leave it. If you found any meaning or understanding from my rambles, <laughs> my fumbles of words, I hope it helps um, motivate you throughout your day and in your life. Um, and without further ado, we'll get into the show and talk about Wilson Samuel Jackson. So I was looking up uh, interesting um, black British heroes um, just for this episode and future episodes. And I stumbled up upon this really interesting website, which um, anyone that's interested should definitely check out. It's called blackhistorymonth.org.uk. And on the website, as well as having um, uh, an array of information that you should definitely check out, there's like tabs for education, fostering and adoption, like there's jobs on there. Um, they have opinions, interviews, like you name it, like black history, the UK, they've got it. Um, another interesting like section that they have on here is a section called Great Black Britons, which is uh, a source that I'm going to be looking into for, like I said, future episodes. And underneath the section of that you can kind of go into like sporting heroes, music heroes, science and medic medicine, like just loads of interesting sections, great black Britons. And so I was in the great black Britain section and I stumbled upon, um, this article that was written by, um, Molly and Polly Jackson, who is, uh, who are, sorry, um, the daughters of Wilson Samuel Jackson. And it was just really interesting, this, uh, article. So I just thought I would do more interest, more interest, <laughs> more research into who he was and like kind of what was happening around the time. And if there was kind of any interest in, uh, events within his life that could have happened and I found some interesting things so I thought I'd share it with you guys so Wilson Samuel Jackson um who was known as Bill to his friends was born in Jamaica in a parish or in the parish of Portland and he was born in 1927 um what was most interesting for me about uh Mr. Jackson, um, was like, not only his name had Samuel, Samuel Jackson in it. So it's kind of like the actor. Um, but he was also the first black train driver in Great Britain, which is something obviously not many people would know about. Um, me for starters, I, I had no idea, um, which were, brought me into the subject even more and i was just like well who is this guy like first black train driver i need to know more so he was 
like I said, he was born in Jamaica, and uh, when he was 17 years old, his um, father, who was 45, died suddenly. Um, and that was really unfortunate for Wilson at the time, who really wanted to be a dentist. Um, and that's where his dreams lied. Um, another interesting comparison where I work in dentistry and I was just like, Oh, he, he wanted to be a dentist, but unfortunately he wasn't able to, um, because of his father passing away. So from that, he decided that he was going to move to England. And when he moved to England, he needed a job. So for work, he helped rebuild, um, London um, after the devastation from the Second World War. So he arrived in London in 1952. And the craziest thing for him at the time when he arrived was the blatant racism that he never experienced when he was in Jamaica. But regardless of how he was treated, he was determined to become a train driver. Now, in those days, as you can imagine, there wasn't really many black train drivers, if any, to be honest. And it was maybe amongst the people, the black uh, railway workers, it was kind of an unspoken rule that the job of a train driver was reserved for white people only. Um, but despite that, Wilson Samuel Jackson didn't really care about the odds. He uh, was never late. He always arrived on time, never missed a day. And for years, he was on this regime of always on time, never late, never missing a day. And although there was maybe chatter amongst his fellow colleagues about, well, we work on the railway, but like there's this lack of um, opportunity for us to go up the ranks so we know we can probably only stay here but Wilson was ready to uh, beat any challenge he didn't care of the odds he knew what he wanted and he was going to achieve that so in the year 1962 he passed the exam to become a fully fledged locomotive driver passed the test for flying colors and with that he became the first black train driver i think it's also important to mention that before he became a train driver he was a fireman i was reading in the description not in description in my research and i wasn't kind of 100 percent sure of what it meant so I was 
doing some deeper looking and I finally understand basically what it is. So I think what a fireman is in the train service is like kind of your second man. So it, it was back in the days of steam trains. So I assume the fireman was the person to, what do I mean? I assume I know, <laughs> I know that the fireman is the person who would be uh, tending to the coal and making sure um, basically the train was still running. Um, so that's basically what he did before he became a train driver. So he was still in the box in the room um, helping the train run, the steam train run. It was back in those days, steam train, steam power and everything. But anyway, another interesting story that I found or I, I found from my research was that he was obviously it was not well loved from all of his uh, fellow white train drivers that Wilson was now a train driver like them obviously I want to say that things have got better and they have got better from what they were maybe 50, 60 years ago. But racism is still very much a thing. Um, that being said, um, they, like I said, they were both, some were happy, some were, um, not so happy. Some were very surprised, but you know, that's what we're here to do, surprise people. Um, everyone's here to surprise people, I mean. Um, and the interesting story was that on um, Mr. Jackson's first day as a train driver, when he came in, he was congratulated by uh, the white foreman that was on duty, who congratulated him on achieving this role as um, the train driver and told him to you know get get your train ready to go get started to go out so he was there you know i don't know what train drivers do or <laughs> what they did <laughs> but he was there fixing and making sure the train was ready to go out that day and his allotted fireman um who was white um came in and told Mr. Jackson that he was not going to work with him. The fireman then repeated his decisions to the foreman. And the foreman turned around and said to him, well, you might as well go home then because you no longer have a job here. Completely shocked by his foreman, even saying what he said it, obviously he was expecting it to go the complete other way um but i was thinking about it it's kind of like if you hit a home run and in baseball i'm not american but i assume i understand the 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 game of baseball only because like in the uk we play a game called softball and um it's pretty much the same concept of baseball. Um, but anyway, so like, I assume that like, 
you, it's like you hit a home run as a baseball batsman. You knock it out of the park, so you think. You run all the way around all the blocks, the the home spaces, and you get to the final home after you run all the way around. Like I said, don't know the sport. Just going to try and get this metaphor out or, or reference. And uh, like I said, you run all the way around, you run home, and then... The referee's like blowing his whistle and he looks at you, he's just like, oh yeah, foul ball, foul ball. And you're just like, but, but you saw how I knocked it out of there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a foul ball, man. Sorry. Um, I don't know if that metaphor made sense, but it's still like peak at the same time. If, if as a person you, you only make a decision to do something because you think it's going to go a certain way. And that's how the fireman thought it was going to go. Or that's not how the fireman thought it was going to go. He thought it was going to go a completely other way. Or maybe he didn't care. Maybe he was trying to stand up for some kind of weird movement that was he thought he was a part of by um, going against this. Or going against his... Um, his train driver superior, who happened to be a black man. Regard anyway, he the fireman, after being told by the foreman that he could go home because he no longer has a job, then turned round and went back to Mr. Jackson and said that he was still he was prepared to work on the engine um and asked if it was okay if he could work with mr jackson to which he repl- uh, mr jackson replied to him saying that he doesn't have a problem with him oh sorry i should do this the other way around mr jackson then said i don't have a problem with you it is you who has a problem with me if you do your job well, we'll get along fine. Which is pretty much the definition of life and work anyway, you know. Despite my differences or um, whatever I think at the end of the day, that shouldn't affect who I'm able to work with. Um, because as long as I can do a good job... Um, at the end of the day, someone else's thoughts, facts, or feelings, or their thoughts, as long as you can do the job and you can be respectful to me, I couldn't really care too much about your actual thoughts and feelings towards me. As long as you can do the job correctly, you can do it straight, then we don't really have to have a problem unless you make a problem, and then we have a problem. But for the most part, I don't really have many problems with anyone. So, if you work with me, don't really be worried that I'm slyly in the background harboring a grudge against you. Because, <laughs> because it's not true. I, I, I don't. It's all peace and love out here. But that aside, um, another interesting fact connected to Wilton Samuel Jackson 
was the Lewisham well, well, sorry, the Lewisham rail crash, which were happened on the evening of December nineteen fifty-seven. It was when two cr- two trains crashed in dense fog um, on the southern eastern main line um, near Lewisham which is in southeast London, for anyone that doesn't know. So, in this collision, there was 90 people who died and 173 people who were injured. And from what I understand from reading the information, which you can look up and find for yourself, (laughs) um, is, because I'm just summarizing it, is basically that, the train, one of the trains, um, had stopped at a signal, which was underneath a train, underneath a bridge, sorry, I can't, <laughs> a train underneath a train, you know, um, so there was a signal that was underneath a bridge, um, that an electrical train to Hayes had stopped underneath the bridge, and I think it was something to do with the fog, because obviously the train couldn't see. Then the train behind that never saw, I assume they never saw a signal or they never, they, they hadn't seen anything. Obviously they never saw the signal because the train in front had seen the signal and stopped and then obviously maybe blocked it from the, for the train behind. Anyway, the train behind bumped into the train, um, in front and the collision caused the horrific crash. Now, what I found interesting was when I was um, on uh, the internet doing my research, uh, I found this, the website Samuel Jackson, uh, WilsonSamuelJackson.co.uk and I went to the newspaper article. So I found this article that is dated um, Monday the 5th, October 1964. And there's multiple um, accounts from the Evening Standard, or um, accounts, reports, <laughs> accounts, <laughs> reports from the Evening Standard talking about um, how they, two people came out of the wreckage alive. Um, these are just the headlines that I'm reading. Two trapped in the wreckage, freed by firemen, um, trains cancelled, apologies for rails hold up. And it says that, um, Wilson Samuel Jackson and his firemen were caught in the crash. Now, it says that his, uh, Mr. Jackson's leg was injured and his second man, who was an 18-year-old man by the name of John Sigrove, um, was also injured, and they were both taken out of the train crash to hospital, and they both survived, which is fantastic. Um, Around the time... Samuel Wilson Samuel Jackson was 37 years old at the time of the crash 
Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that not only did he make history by being the first black train driver, but he was also in um, the Lewisham rail crash and survived. Now, unfortunately, Wilson Samuel Jackson passed away on the 15th of September 2018 at the age of 91. And in acknowledgement of his achievements, there was a commemorative blue plaque that was exhibited in the offices at King's Cross train station. Um, unfortunately, this went up a year before his death. So sadly, he wasn't able to see it go up. But regardless of that, his legacy will always go on. Especially now I know about it. It'd be something, an interesting fact that I know that I would tell more people about and i have done in this show so i really hope you've enjoyed learning more about wilson samuel jackson and you go out there and do more of your own research if you're interested in finding out more but at the start of this show i had a question that i posed for you that i said that i would give you at the end of the show and since we have reached there i believe it's only time that i share the findings or the answers of how your nostrils work now i guess maybe this could be seen seemed <laughs> this could be seen as an a kind of a weird question because obviously you know your nostrils work how your nostrils work you you breathe in air through your nostrils and you also breathe out air through your nostrils and most people would probably think that both nostrils work at the same time when you when you're breathing which is kind of a conscious or subconscious process subconscious maybe because it's something you don't really think about it just happens um so when you're breathing in and out through your nose this is a little known fact but you actually, throughout the day, breathe through one nostril more than the other. And then every couple of hours, you change to using the other nostril. <laughs> you change to using the other nostril. So for, I don't know, say from 9 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock, you might be using the left side more than the right side to breathe in but then at 10 o'clock till 12 o'clock you start using the right side more than the left side and it just keeps alternating throughout the day um so this nasal cycle is dictated on the same automated nervous system that regulates your heart rate or your digestive system and other unconscious bodily functions. And that is the reason why that when you get your nose blocked, like, do you ever notice that when you get your nose blocked that like 
sometimes it'll feel like one side is more blocked than the other. Well, that's the reason why. Because your nasal cycle is you breathing out of one side more than the other one for a certain amount, amount uh, <laughs> for a certain amount of time and then switching. So that's how your nostrils work. And that's why one of your nostrils always gets more blocked than the other one. And there you go. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this show on Wilson Samuel Jackson, the first black train driver in Great Britain. And if you have enjoyed it, thank you for listening, getting all the way through and finding out more about these facts and stuff. And go out there and find out more about Wilson Samuel Jackson. And also, if you are interested in finding out more about black british heroes and you didn't know where to go before definitely check out blackhistorymonth.org.uk um i'm not getting sponsored by them i just thought it was a really cool resource and if you're interested you might find it useful also so yeah check it out find out more and i will catch you all on the next show next week and before i go i hope you have a lovely week (laughs) and enjoy your monday if you listen to this on a monday and if not enjoy whatever day you are on when you're listening to this thank you for listening and goodbye